Well, good morning to you. Glad that you are here. This is Danny Smith at DK Ministries, and this is DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. And boy, we're glad you've tuned in today. In fact, we so appreciate you tuning in. We not only want to say thank you, uh, we want to uh, we want to help you celebrate uh, what, what God is doing in your life. So if you just send us a note and say, hey, Brother Danny, down here, I want to tell you something uh, that God is doing in my life. If you just let us know, we'd love to just celebrate with you and pray for you. And uh, our, our, the best way to get a hold of us, our email address, couldn't think of the word either. <laughs> email there for a minute oh my goodness i had a brain i don't know what i did with it. but anyway our email address is dspreacherman at gmail.com dspreacherman at gmail.com all lowercase as i said all lowercase dspreacherman at gmail.com get send us a letter let us know send us a note let us know what you're doing how it's going and we will uh celebrate with you be glad to do that and uh, matter of fact, if God has done something in your life incredible, you don't mind us sharing it. Let's start. Hey, Brother Dan, I don't mind you telling people. Leave the name out, but uh, just share what, what God is doing in your life. We'd love to hear about that. Now, listen, if you can find your copy of God's Word, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7, finding verse 26 through 28. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 to 28. <clears throat> Last week, we... we t- we didn't do what we had planned to do all week. And I thought, well, okay, well, I hope we'll do that again. And, well, <laughs> uh, so this morning we get up uh, just knowing we're going to do uh, what we've been planning to do all week, all ready for it. Man, just thinking about it. I looked at it. And, uh, that's just not it. That's just not it. And so in my daily devotional this morning, <coughs> I read uh, from Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 to 28. And I said, well, there you go. Okay. And uh, so that devotion has sparked within me a desire to speak to you this morning about something I'm not planning to speak to you about before. And so if you've noticed last week, and if you noticed this week, hey, man, that's a little rough. That's a little, <laughs> you know, a little, a little rough around the edge. It's not quite prepared. Not quite finished. Overlook that. Okay. <laughs> Overlook that. Uh God has uh, led me in a different way, and I feel good about it, but uh, it's not polished, I don't imagine. So anyway, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 26 to 28. I just said all that to give you time to find your copy of God's Word to get out of the book of Hebrews. Now, a couple of things I want to go over with you real quick. Uh, you will hear in the background this morning sounds that I can do nothing about. Uh, for example, we have a dog snoring in the background. He has been... He, she has, I should say, has really been letting her rip this morning. And so if you hear that, don't worry about it. But there will be other sounds. Some of you have listened to before, and we thank you for that. And and you've heard that kind of stuff before. And I always, well, I try to remind you from time to time anyway. Uh, we can do nothing about the background noises, okay? Uh, the dogs are more popular than I am here. <laughs> <laughs> and the other things I don't have any control over. So anyway, here we go. Uh, for such a high priest was fitting for us, uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26, for such a high priest was fitting for us who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher uh, than the heavens. Uh, he who does not need a daily, does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people peoples for uh, for this he did once for all he offered up himself for the law appoints high priests men who have weaknesses but the word of the oath which come after the came after the law appoints his son who has been perfected forever now 
This is a wonderful passage of scripture, and it says some things about our Lord. Listen to what it says uh, uh, about, of course, he's talking about Jesus here, our perfect high priest. Uh, he's holy, set apart, separate. Uh, he is harmless. Uh, and that was a fascinating word uh, to me uh, to find that there. And I should have done some research on the word for, for I spoke on this. And had I planned on speaking on this, I would have done some research. But... Um, it reminds me that we have no fear of standing before God, not just standing before the Lord, uh, that we are his children. We are the sheep of his pasture. All those things that the Bible says about us. And so we need not be afraid. We need not worry. He is undefiled, uh, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. All these wonderful things about our Lord. He does not need daily as his high priest to offer up sacrifices first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Now, I have heard uh, sermons and teachings and lectures and been in discussions with uh, that have included this passage, and it had to do, uh, usually when I hear those things, they have to do, I should say, as I said, not much polish today, <laughs> have to do with uh, discussion of the, the majesty, the marvelous uh, personhood uh, and reality of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. However, uh, today as I was reading that passage, a a phrase stuck out in me that, well, it probably didn't stick out with you, and hopefully when I get through, uh, it will. Uh, but listen to what verse 27 says, who does not need daily as those high priests, and then it says to offer up sacrifices. And and, and that word sacrifice has just, been, just grabbed me and spoke to me for whatever reason. Uh, <clears throat> in the devotion that I read, excuse me for the cough, no cough button. And I've tried, I, I've tried everything I know to try to block that and not mess up the sound hasn't worked i go back and listen and i realize how distracting the cough is but the others were so please bear with me and overlook that okay and so anyway the word sacrifices and i begin to think about wow uh sacrifices and then it, it, i thought about for us in our daily lives tithes offerings and giving uh let me give those words to you again tithes offerings and giving uh, these are the things when we think about personal sacrifices uh you know most of us you know when we think about that uh somewhere along the line it may not be first but somewhere very high on is you know our giving to god's work or you know our tithe uh, uh things that you speak of now that word tithe that are used there <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really try to sneak it in, but I realized I, I used it and then <laughs> moved on. Uh, the, but the word tithe is a word that when I first got saved, I, I didn't hear. Uh, and no one, to be honest with you, when I first got saved, no one taught on tithing, uh, taught me on tithing that I remember. And, and, and so when I first got saved, I, I, I knew that, okay, God has done great work in my life. I thought it was great. And, you know, I guess everybody should think, well, no, I don't guess. Everybody should think that. Uh, but he had he had made a huge impact on my life. It made difference. And, and I was going one way, turned around, now going another way. And, you know, all these things that happen when people share their testimony. And, and uh, I knew the church took up an offering. Now, I went to, at the time, uh, in today's world, what would be considered a very traditional Baptist church. We had an offering. I, I now pastor a church that doesn't do that. We have a, we have a box that you put your money in and uh, put your envelope in and all that. We don't pass the offering plate. I don't know if they've ever passed an offering plate. I don't, as far as I know, <laughs> there's not an offering plate on the grounds. Uh, I had one year that I got years ago from somebody whose church had done away with the offering plates. I have no clue what happened to that. I'm looking around now for like I'm going to see it. But anyway, 
Uh, and you say, why are you doing that? Well, I got distracted. I said, well, you know what I think I'll do is just go take that off your plate, put them off at Taylor Creek Baptist Church and say, hey, we do have it off your plate. <laughs> but anyway, but that doesn't take away from the need to give to God's work. And uh, no matter what words you use to describe what we ought to do when it comes to supporting the work of God, the Church of Jesus Christ, the truth is people have a tendency to, t to tune out. Uh, I've heard it said that many people will spend more money on, on one meal uh, than they will give to the Word of God or, or, or their church an entire year. I, I hope that's not true. People who attend regularly, we're talking about, uh, I, I hope that I hope they, they, they give to God's work more in the year than they'll spend on one meal. Now, I heard about a meal uh, the other day. Uh, a man was talking to me uh, that a guy took his family out at uh, someone else's expense, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> long, long involved story and this was some years ago and so he takes his family out to this restaurant in New Orleans is very famous one I've never been to uh you say why don't you name it because I you know I don't know uh, I don't know enough about the place to, to name it I I, I, I don't know I, I know it's a restaurant it's a famous restaurant but anyway he, he takes his family out uh, and like I said it, it it's it, uh, other people's expense and the meal costs two thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was talking about, was still upset about it because he was he was one of the ones uh, whose expense it was, uh, more or less. And uh, <laughs> he was still very unhappy about it. He said, "But anyway, laughing." Well, I just thought it was funny that they they let that individual have that kind of you know leeway that he was able to spend two thousand dollars on a meal. If that's the case, there might be some people who pay more for one meal than they give the Lord's work. They, they go to church regularly because that would be, you know, they go $20,000. And unless you really understand tithing, uh, you may not be given that. I hope that you are. I hope that you are tithing. But anyway, uh, and I thought, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, what a shame that we'll give more for one meal or to attend one football game or, or play one baseball season and on, on the list goes that we do God's work over the over the, the course of a year. And I know, look, I'm not, it's, everybody, you have to, as I said, no one taught me on tithing when I first got saved. I'm going to tell you a story about that in a minute. But I came to realize when I got saved that I needed to give to God's work. And so I did, I, I, I began to give what I thought was a sacrifice. <laughs> now, granted, you have to understand, I got saved in the 70s, so uh, what I'm going to tell you that I gave would have a little different meaning to then than it did today. And, and then as I say that, I say, what are you trying to justify yourself? You're trying to make yourself look better? No. No, I'm just trying to explain. Uh, so anyway, I got saved and I thought, okay, I need to give to God's work. And so I chose it amount. It, it, it's a little embarrassing to tell you the truth. It, it's, it's a lot embarrassing, uh, to be honest with you. But I didn't know any different, and, and so uh, I chose $20. And so we gave $20 a week. <coughs> Every week, if we went to church, we gave $20. Now, if we didn't go to church, something happened, whatever. And, and we, to be honest with you, we didn't let much happen. Uh, since, we've been, since we've been saved and serious about God, I'll be honest with you, we have not let much happen to us. We haven't missed. It, it keeps us out of church. But if we did happen to miss... Uh, we would we would keep the twenty dollars. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to say this. Oh my gosh! And and Kathy had never really talked to me. We never really discussed giving. Uh, never really you know got into it. And uh, I did, you know personally, what was she give? Was she gonna give? I, I don't know. And I don't know how long this went on. Um, and I don't even know what um, caused us to. Um, to have the discussion. But Kathy taught me 
that are that we should that we should tithe. That was the biblical concept. Kathy knew more about the Bible than I did, and he probably still does. <laughs> he said, "Why is she teaching?" Because I like to do that. So anyway, um, Kathy taught me we should tithe. That it was God's command. Well, I didn't know the word tithe. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I never heard it, but I didn't know it. And that's two different things. I've heard lots of things that I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, and, and I said, well, "What is tithing?" She says, "Ten percent is what God asked for." And and uh, I was just kind of dumbfounded. Well. I'm reminded of something I read last night by Francis Chan. Uh, he said, um, let's see if I can get it right. It was on Facebook. Uh, when I run across something in the Bible different than what I believe, I assume I'm wrong. <laughs> I think that's, that's the gist of it. It may not be exactly right. That's the gist of it. When I run across something in the Bible that I, that I don't believe, I assume I'm wrong. Well, <clears throat> I listened to my wife, who I love very much. I looked up the word tithing and the command to tithe and went on and on. <laughs> and like Francis Chan, I, I assumed I was wrong because the Bible's always right. <clears throat> and so that next week, the very next week, we begin the tithe right then and there and have ever since. Um, now, I've over the years, I've heard lots of people talk about how they became tithers, worked into it, worked up to it, uh, set a goal to begin at a certain, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, we didn't do that. Um, we would, let's say that that conversation Kathy was on on Monday. And I don't know, it could have been on a Saturday as far as, let's just say Saturday. That I like that. <laughs> so let's say it was on Saturday. So the next morning we tithe. There was there's no working up to it. There's no working up to it. There was there was no we're gonna get there. There was here it is. And we begin the tithe. And um I wish I could tell you that uh with the eyes of faith I looked at it but I didn't. With with uh I can't pronounce the word, but uh I don't know, maybe the foolishness of youth. I, I really don't know the phrase. I just started tithing. And just started doing it. And um, after a while, I began to realize we were able to do better by tithing, but not tithing. And, I, and, I, and, and, and I, look, you have to make your decision. Uh, but I'll just tell you, our experience was when we took that 10% and we gave it God, we did more with the 90% than we could do the 100% the, the, you know, less $20. <laughs> so, so anyway, as I, as I have through the years and continue to tithe, uh, continue to give, you know, to God's work. And uh, that's one of the reasons in restaurants where people say, well, 20% is the minimum. I think, no, God only asks for 10. <laughs> yeah. and, and and now with the way meals cost. And so um, always try to be gracious to waiters and waitresses. And by the way, if you go to church, please tithe. <laughs> I mean, please, yeah, please tithe, but also please tip. Uh, and, and make sure it's a good tip, a gracious tip. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, um, that's what we, we try to do, just, just and especially on Sundays. Because uh, I'm going to tell you, waiters and waitresses know that people go to church and they notice how they give. And a lot of them have shared horrible testimonies about people going to church and grumpy or grumpy and then leave nothing for them. Uh, which is how they make their money, and so please tithe. Anyway, uh, please, <laughs> please tip. I told you this is rough, not polished. But anyway, 
He said, we begin the time, just like that, just that quick. Uh, hey, what? I actually snapped my fingers, and I think you could hear it. And, <clears throat> and I begin to notice um, just that we begin to do more with the 90%, the 10%. And we've never looked back, and we've always done that and, and tried to do above that. I told you, <clears throat> I think I told you I'm not going to preach you a sermon on tithing. But I have done what my wife taught me the Bible said we should do. I did what Francis Chan said he tries to do. Realized when the Bible says something, and it was different than what I thought. I'm assuming I'm wrong, and then make a change. Well, after all these years, let me let me just make a few comments to you about what I've learned in the order of sacrifices or giving. Uh, uh, just a few a few things to, to let you know that uh, uh, just hey, uh, tither looking back on what is now. Well, say from 1976 when we got married to this is 2022, you add it up. We're, back, we're about to have an anniversary, by the way, uh, 46 years. So we're looking very forward to it. And um, so anyway, um, so let me say this in looking back. God has given more to us than we could ever give back to him. Yeah, it's one of the things I've learned. And I do believe that that, that change in giving from that $20 to 10%. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how much more that original um, twenty dollars was uh, uh, became much more than that twenty dollars was because I don't remember what I made it, in the seventies. It didn't make you know all that much money, but uh, whatever it was, we tithed it. It was more than the twenty, so we tithed it. Now, maybe you're not there today, but we've been there, and. Um, where ten dollars would have made a difference. When I was in seminary, uh, Kathy and I, for example, I talk about our anniversary. When I was in seminary, I was in school. Really, <clears throat> what we did during anniversaries is we would go to a particular seafood restaurant, have their um, their, their there's a salad that they had. I guess they still have it. The restaurant's still open. We just don't ever go anymore. Uh, but we would get this wonderful salad and uh, hush puppies because they really have great hush puppies and then we would get dessert and that was our meal that was our celebration we couldn't afford the meal uh, that was our celebration and I, I'm not telling you I'd make you feel sorry for it a lot of people have their stories when school you pay a price to go to school but that's how we celebrated and we enjoyed the fact I think I've just made a decision what we're going to do for our anniversary we're going to go to that restaurant but anyway we would go to that restaurant and, and have our salad and our hush puppies and then have our dessert bread pudding and uh, that's how we celebrated and every once in a while, you know, I know the waiter or waitress, whichever, would look at the ticket and thought, wow, what cheapskates. Uh, but to us, that was, that was the greatest thing on earth, that we were able to go out and celebrate that time together. And we realized <coughs> that we were only able to do that because <coughs> God had blessed our money. Because especially when I got to seminary, well, actually when I got to school, um, when I left what I was doing in the construction field as a plumber and went to school to learn how to be a, 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 a <laughs> to learn things you need to learn to uh, to really ministry, I guess. And, and then when I became an associate pastor, uh, I lost two thirds of my salary. <laughs> we still tithe. And, and, and so having lost two thirds of your salary, still paying a high, in fact, I could give you, I don't know that I could still remember the numbers, but I could give you the numbers we made. I could give you the amount we made and the amount that we owed. And you would look at it and say, how in the world did you do that? 
The numbers didn't add up then. They wouldn't add up today. But as I said, God has given more to us than we could ever give back. We never missed a meal. We always paid our house note. Uh, and we always, you know, were able to do things. And now God had to, God had to bless. And God blessed us through some people that, well, it was always amazing to me how God blessed and what God did. But the truth is, starting way back yonder, when we got our financial house in order, I guess you could say, by giving to God's work, we begin to realize God gives more than we can ever give back. There's a second thing that we learned through tithing, and I'm going to share with you quickly because we've been here a while. We, we realize that investing in the work of God is one thing that we can give to that has benefits that are eternal. There are a lot of things that we have given our money to and our time to in the years. And those things have not panned out. We have bought, for example, I remember one year we bought a train for Chrissy when she was a child. And she, <laughs> she never played with it, never enjoyed. She thought the box was great, the train not so much. And that, and that train cost us a lot of money. You know, at the time. But it never... It never had, you know, it, we never got the expected benefit from it. We just thought that was going to be the greatest thing on earth for her. But in work, the, investing in the work of God has had eternal benefits. There are people who who have who have heard the message because we supported ministries and and, and have done various things um, that we never spoke to, but because those ministries were able to. Uh, to carry out, we though we ever heard the message some years ago, we supported a child for years. In fact, till they got to be eighteen, uh, through a particular ministry uh, that protected children in other countries and took them and and taught them things and everything else. And that child heard the gospel, and um, had the opportunity to hear the gospel. And, and we realized we've invested in God's work. And in in there were children, there were people who were now adults. Uh, that heard the gospel and through that, through the ministry of that, of that, through that ministry, and they've come to be saved. And people invested in that work like we did, and and that investment has eternal benefits. Um, we have found that victory over financial woes comes through giving Jesus control over our finances. Now, to be honest with you, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean you'll be rich. It doesn't mean that you'll have you know um, George Bezos' money or, or whatever. Or I can't think of his name now. Uh, uh, first off, I don't know any millionaires anymore. I've only known one that I know of. Um, but all these things you hear with these people that have so much money, I might say you have that. But I tell you that when you make that sacrifice, that commitment to give as the Lord has commanded you give, you'll have victory over the financial woes of life. It, it becomes different and you look at it different. Um, another thing that we have learned is engaging the culture with the gospel it means it requires us to be faithful in the support of God's work. We have done that. Uh, we're, we've since that day, Kathy said that tithing is not twenty dollars a week, but ten percent, a minimum of ten percent of your giving. And and we have found that it, you know time, talent, resources, all that is part of giving back to God. Um, a friend of ours in our church at Taylor Creek has spent a couple of weeks lately do disaster relief work and uh, so proud of him and appreciate that so much and it's something that we have had the opportunity to do a few times now and thought 
that we would do it again when we retired. One of the things we really look forward to, in fact, retirement was doing that. God had other plans on retirement, and, and yet as we look back at it, uh, I'm glad God had his plans, and, and we're still able to support and do various things. So I believe that that giving, sacrificing, and, and I use that word in quotation marks, because what a sacrifice is to one person may not seem like it to another. So let me just say this. I believe giving to the work of God is the greatest thing, the greatest blessing that God gives us on earth once we're saved. You say, you think giving money to God, you didn't hear me, you haven't heard me. Giving to well, how it is. Look, I, I don't, I'm not a singer, but there are people who sing. And I assume they got other areas in their life straight too. I, I'm, you know, but being able to stand on that stage for them to sing and to sing God's praises and, and to glorify God in that way, oh, man, that's great. I believe that tithing, giving, working in the kingdom, uh, doing things for God, whatever, whether it's washing dishes in the kitchen on a Wednesday night. We used to have Wednesday night suppers at the church I pastored before I retired. And I used to help wash dishes and I loved that because it was was ministry. And I believe I believe tithing is part of our ministry. And, and today I don't know exactly why God had me teach you this or to tell you this or talk to you about it in this podcast and not where I wanted to go. But I don't regret it. Because once in a while you just need to be reminded to get back to the basics. And the basic thing is giving to the work of God. And yes, giving does involve finances, and but it involves so much more than that. Time, talent, resources, other things. I just pray today that you'll look at what you're giving to God. And if you see that you're giving more things, more of yourself to other things, uh, that you'll make a change. And you'll come back to giving or come to giving what God so richly deserves in your life and our life. Well, I hope today has been meaningful to you. I'm not exactly sure why you got it. Like I said, I was going to talk to you in the book of Luke, but this morning God changed my direction two weeks in a row. We'll see what he does next week. Thanks for listening. Hey, let, let us hear from you. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all or in case. I'd really love to hear from you today. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you believe. And even if it's, hey, I sure wish you would have just went ahead and told out of Luke. That's okay. Tell us that. We can take it. <laughs> We'd be glad to hear from you. At DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. You say, Brother Danny, you, you always talk about a thought for the day. What's the thought for the day? Well, the thought for the day is simply this. When God leads you down a road, take it. Some years ago, God led us down the road to give us. He has commanded, and we've taken that road and done it. And today, he, he led me down the road of changing what I had planned uh, to give you what he gave me. And regardless how you feel, I feel pretty good about it, to be honest with you, because I feel like I did what he wanted me to do. And so this is the point today. This is the point of the day. This is the thought for the day. Make sure that you're doing what God would have you do. And as Francis, Francis Chan, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, said, if you find that you have disagreed with what God has said or what the Bible says, don't just assume you're wrong. Know you're wrong and make the change you need to make. Period. Okay, I know that that's not the exact quote there. I, I kind of added to it. and But I think you've got the point. Hey, Look at your life. Well, what you're doing disagrees with what God has said. Know that you're wrong 
and make the change you need to make. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word podcast. We're so excited that you've listened today. We thank you for that and pray that you'll listen again next time. Hey, we'll be here next week. I hope that you'll tell people about this podcast. Let us know what you think. DSPreacherMan and gmail.com. Check us out on the Facebook. We have a personal ministry page for DK Ministries. We have a personal page, Danny Smith. And by the way, you can catch our Sunday morning services from Taylor Creek Baptist Church on the Facebook almost every week. Sometimes we have technical problems, and I'm not even the problem. <laughs> technically. Uh, uh, sometimes you just have things, but we usually, more times than not, have the services from Sunday morning. Check out our services. Let us know what you think. DS Preacher Man and DK. No, let me start over. <laughs> let me start over. Uh, DS Preacher Man at gmail.com, all lowercase. God bless you guys. Like I say, check us out on the Facebook. Check us out at Taylor Creek Baptist Church. Tell people about the podcast, and we will see you next time. God bless you.